At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Happy New Year, Radicals. It's 2017, and this year is going to be fantastic. Let's get it started. Welcome to Radical Personal Finance, the show dedicated to providing you with the knowledge, skills, insight, and encouragement you need to live a rich and meaningful life now in 2017, while also building and working on your plan for financial freedom in 10 years or less. My name is Joshua Sheets, and I'm your host. Thank you for being with me. Man, it's good to be back. (laughs) It's been a difficult start to the year already, and it's only January 3. More on that coming up. Nothing like uh, uh, getting off to a difficult start on January 3. Uh, you know, with the holidays this year, January 1, uh, Sunday, and then January 2 off for most people. And I had some things I needed to attend to, so I went ahead and took it off as well. I considered canceling January 2 and, and going ahead and starting the show early, but uh, I needed to finish up some things before uh, before getting started. Uh, well, then this morning on January 3, I woke up and I, I had planned to wake up uh, very early and get to work early. And just like uh, just like I'd planned, I had some kind of bad stomach bug. And so that dogged my heels all day long. And here it is at uh, you know 8.30 at night <laughs> on, on Tuesday, January 3, that I'm finally getting to the recording of the show. Uh, it's just been a, it, it's been a tough day. But hey, that's life. Uh, tough day, but I'm getting you the show out because that is one of the big things that is a major focus for me, which is largely going to be what I'm going to share with you today. Just a very personal show, a little bit about my plans for 2017, a few uh, changes um, that I just want to share with you. Uh, I try want to make changes on the show to let you know about them. So those of you who are longtime and regular listeners, you'll know about them. If you're not a longtime listener, feel free to skip this one and come back tomorrow for more uh, focused personal content about you. But today's just a little bit about me, some of the lessons that I'm learning and some of the lessons that I've learned in the year that was just behind us, 2016. Uh, so today's show will be pretty pretty brief and to the point. Uh, I got to get to bed. I'm getting up. Uh, I got to get up at 4 a.m. for a flight uh, to Chicago tomorrow. I got a two day quick two day trip up to Chicago tomorrow. Uh, So uh, yeah, so let's go. 2017 is going to be a a really great year. I'm very excited about it uh, for me. Uh, And I also hope that it will be a great year for you and hope that I can contribute to that through the content here on Radical Personal Finance. Uh, in many ways, 2016 was a, a difficult year for me. It was a year of disappointment in many ways, and I'm going to share those some of those disappointments with you, uh, again, with the hope of encouraging you. I don't like it when people only share the good, the positive, the exciting, the enthusiastic, and don't share the difficult. I don't like it when people present an image of themselves that only includes the positive. I don't like it when people are fake. So in light of that, I'm going to share with you some of the reasons why this past year has been difficult for me because I don't think it's fair if you only get one side of the story. 
for example. Uh, I know that many of you have followed the journey that I've been on with entrepreneurialism and uh, and radical personal finance here and kind of this lifestyle business that I've sought to create. And you've been building similar ones of yourselves. And it's very easy for someone like me to only talk about how great that is and how fantastic it is. But here's the reality. It's a new year and I'm sitting here at 8.37 p.m. on Monday night recording a show and I've got to get up at 4 a.m. tomorrow to catch an airplane flight for a busy, busy few days. That's the reality of business. So to, in order to be fair, I want to share with you um, kind of what's happened and what's happening and, and so that as we walk through 2017 together that you can get the full picture. I hope you had a great holiday season, my family. We had a great time. Just returned back into town from a two-week trip, road trip, uh, the last couple of weeks. Back this up this past year in 2016, uh, I bought a small RV, which was a, a, a long time thing that I had wanted to buy and, and went ahead and did it this past year. And so we had a great time. Uh, spent two weeks, took off about December was it, 15th, uh, meandered up out of Florida uh, and cruised up to uh, – we, we cruised up the east coast of the United States. We did – calling it in our family, we called it the Great Lighthouse Tour of 2016. My son, <laughs> my three-year-old son is very, very into lighthouses. He just loves lighthouses. We live near the Jupiter Lighthouse here in, in uh, Jupiter, Florida, and we often go down to the beach and, and swim and paddleboard underneath the Jupiter Lighthouse. Uh, and so he loves that lighthouse. And so we t- toured him and took him all around, showed him the St. Augustine Lighthouse. We wound up uh, we wound up going up the Tybee Island Lighthouse in Georgia. Uh, and we saw a couple of others as well, which we really enjoyed that. So uh, we had a great time and just took off work. <laughs> I was behind and I thought I was getting things done and then life was just busy. But we had a great time and I hope you had a great time uh, as well. But one of the key things that I've done a lot on over the last couple of months with 2016 was really reflected on what worked and, and what didn't work for me. Uh, and and probably the key insight that's the most important for me was to recognize that 2016 was a year of unfocused wandering. And this is not something that you want to emulate. <laughs> now, it's probably better, my wandering is probably better than, than some wandering I've had in the past. I certainly have had clear goals of what I wanted to do, but I haven't known how to get there. It's been one of the biggest challenges for me in my business and in my personal life, just trying to figure out how do we actually, how do I actually get from here to there? This, uh, in short, the lack of a business plan for me, especially with radical personal finance, caught up to me this past year. Longtime listeners will remember that, uh, as I've told the story, when I started this show, I did not have a business plan. Now, that's not a good plan, starting a business. Generally, you want to have a business plan. Uh, business planning is very important, and it's very important to be able to sit down with a business uh, with a spreadsheet. And if you're starting a new business, figure out what you're going to sell, where you think your customers are going to come from, how you're going to do that. That's very, very important. But I could not figure out any possible way for me to do that with starting this podcast. The reason was the metaphor that I've used is uh, I felt like trying to figure out how to build a business that's based off of a podcast is kind of like figuring out how to become a multimillionaire by transforming yourself into a best-selling author. It's possible that you could become a multimillionaire 
by becoming a best-selling author. But the path to get there is not clear. It's not simple. It's not easy. And so how do you – if you're going to become an author, all you can really do is just sit down and start writing. Now, you can study along the way uh, what type of things you want to write about. You can practice your writing style. You can figure out who you're going to try to sell to and you can start to create a plan. But to crack that nut on best-selling is really hard to design, especially if you don't have any previous experience as an author. Now, perhaps there are authors who can do it, but usually they're going to need to bring some significant experience or some deep, deep background in marketing or or some really solid plan to the table. It's just not an easy thing to do. Well, when I started Radical Personal Finance, it was a similar thing for me where I said, well, if I can build a show that people find useful and valuable and want to listen to, and if I can build an audience, then I know because I've done my homework, I know there are a bunch of different ways that I can make a living from that. But I didn't know how. So I set that aside pretty much and and just kind of worked on just learning how to do it, publishing lots of shows, uh, trying to build an audience, figuring things out. And it was very helpful. Many of you found me during that time and started to listen. Well, the challenge was that back at the end of about 2015, I started to need to figure out how to transform and earn more from the podcast and earn more from my work. And so I didn't know exactly how to do that. Now, if you've ever considered podcasting, I want to make something very clear to you uh, from experience and a piece of advice. Podcasting is a bad, bad business. I strongly discourage you from trying to get into podcasting as a business. The very best way for you to utilize something like a podcast will be as a component to your existing business or as a supplement in the marketing plan to your existing business. That's a much wiser approach to use podcasting. I would strongly discourage you from trying to build podcasting as a business. But I've been building podcasting as a business. And there's been kind of this constant struggle and a constant tug of war in wanting to do and and knowing what I want to do. Let me give you some practical examples. The very best way for me as a financial planner to use a podcast would be as a form of marketing and outreach to my clients that I work with as a financial planner. That would be the very best thing. And if you're a financial advisor or if you're an accountant or if you are a salesperson or anything like that, I would encourage you to consistently create some sort of useful, valuable content for your client base. That's what one way that podcasting can be really, really excellent. I still own a domain, Financial Advisor Podcast, where I want to teach financial advisors how to do a podcast. I haven't been able to get that done, but that's something that I think all financial advisors really should have a podcast, but not one like mine something different. That would be the best way to do it. But when I look at what I want to do and kind of what I enjoy doing, I don't want to go back to the world of individual financial planning. I like doing this. I like teaching. I like teaching in public. I feel like it's where I feel like my personal skills are the most useful. So all this past year, I've, I've tried a little bit of this, tried a little bit of that. I've, and you've heard all kinds of changes and just frankly, a lot of confusion of me trying to figure out what am I doing? How do I do this? 
And one of the biggest difficulties with my personality is, is uh, well, there's a, a strengths and weaknesses. Most of our character traits can have a strong a strength and also a weakness associated with them. And unfortunately, they often go together. You can't just pick all the strengths and <laughs> not have the weaknesses. You usually have to be at least aware of your weaknesses and uh, hire to your weaknesses is usually the best plan. Don't try to walk away from who you are, but try to hire to your weaknesses. So one of my major strengths is I'm a good starter, very good at starting things. And I'm also a good visionary. I am really, really good at creative thinking. I'm really good at seeing the big picture and seeing all of the different ways that I can get somewhere. And so I'm very, very good at seeing great ideas. And I'm very good at thinking about, oh, I could do that. I could do this. I could do the other thing. I'm really good at charting the plan to get there. But then about a week later or a month later or <laughs> six months later, I'm very good at seeing the next thing, I'm getting distracted by the next thing. <laughs> and it's a little bit humbling because when I reflect back on my life thus far, I can see how damaging that has been to me to not just stick with something, to not stick with something consistently. And when you bring that into the world of entrepreneurship, that character trait, it's a very difficult character trait because in my experience, the most difficult thing about being an entrepreneur is that you have to both decide what to do and then do it. There are many days as an entrepreneur where I just long for a boss to tell me what to do. Someone to say, do this. Really do. <laughs> that's not the path that we're on. So I've got to figure out what to do and then do it. So here are just some focuses for me uh, and some important changes that you should be aware about for the format of the show. Uh, longtime listeners, you'll know that I have in the past, I've gone back and forth with different frequency of publishing of the show. And this will be one of the biggest changes for 2017. In the past, in the first year and a half of the show, I did a show just about every every weekday. Uh, would, I would guess on average, I would do, let's say out of th- three weeks, I would publish 13 shows, something like that. It was pretty consistent with every weekday having a show. Now, they weren't all great, and I had my reasons why that was important at that time. But one of the challenges that I faced with trying to figure out what to do was the thought that, well, maybe I'm doing too many shows. Maybe I should pull back. Uh, And I had a lot of people and I I needed to pull back because I didn't have a model where I was earning income from – uh, from the show, uh, I didn't had a model where I was had a, a you know the membership site, and then that that pulled that back, and then I moved to Patreon, and then uh, I brought on advertisers, and then I did fewer advertisers, etc. Just gone back and forth, and uh, well, I got back and forth, and I had a lot of people that said, "Well, you just publish too much, too much content. I can't listen to it all," and so there was that constant nagging in the back of my head saying, "Well, uh, maybe I'm publishing too much, and maybe I should pull back." Well, for 2017, I've decided to go back to the five-day-a-week format. And there are a few important reasons, uh, and I want to share them with you. I know that some of you will like that. Some of you won't. I apologize to those of you who don't, but it's the right thing for me to do at this point in time. And I think it will really help me, and I think it will really help a lot more people. Creating the podcast, creating a broadcast is the thing that I feel the most skillful at. It's the thing that I most enjoy doing. It's very important to me. And I love that I can distribute the content freely 
And I love that I can be a source of encouragement for many of you as you battle your way through the, the, the war field of your journey to financial freedom. That's probably my favorite thing. And I really love just doing what I'm doing right now, sitting down and creating the show. And I know because I've gotten hundreds of and, and even thousands, hundreds of emails from people saying how helpful it has been. I love creating the show. And so I want to have my primary focus always be there, not on all the everything else, not on uh, – let me rephrase that. Excuse me. I want to have my primary focus to be there at least at this point in time, not on trying to create other things, not on trying to uh, do all kinds of other things, just on creating the show. Not saying there's not more work, more additional areas of focus, but I want the show to be primary. Another thing I've learned is that I just have no way to predict what's popular or successful. When I go back through and I look at the analytics and I look at the shows that are the most popular and I look at the comments and the feedback that I get, many of the shows that have been the most popular over the last couple of years, I never would have guessed that they were popular. Never would have guessed them. Some of them were the ones that I spent the least time working on. Some shows I labored on for hours and hours hours and hours and they didn't move the needle some shows i sat down with a quick idea and they've been extremely popular (laughs) so i've learned i just can't predict what's popular or successful but i do know that some percentage of my work will be extremely helpful and in creating in some ways more con more 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 consistent content as long as it's not wandering all over the place, I feel I have a better chance of of producing more work. I also have learned that it's very important for me to have a systematic, consistent schedule. And probably the biggest disappointment for me in the last year has been that I've finally recognized yet again that I don't get any more work done when I have less to do. Many of the comments that many of you shared with me would go something like this. Joshua, hey, listen, um, you know we love having the show, but pull back on the show a little bit so you have time to do other things. And so I've done that. In the past year, I've published fewer episodes and changed a number of things and uh, pulled back on the, on the format and pulled back on the number of shows. But I haven't been able to get other things done. <laughs> and it's a little bit funny because I'll tell you one story. When I was in college, my freshman year of college, I was in the honors program at Palm Beach Atlantic University here in West Palm Beach where I went to school. And I, t- I took 18 hours of class and it was rigorous. It was pretty dip- – it was challenging classes for me. Uh, I was in the honors program, so a lot of the literature was, was challenging. Uh, also, I was doing calculus and never enjoyed calculus. And so it was a challenging semester for me. At that point in time also, I was working my way through school. So I had scholarships and grants that covered a significant portion of my tuition, but I had some shortfall. And so I wound up for most of my freshman year of college, I worked uh, three different jobs. I had one job that was kind of an on-campus work-study job, which was some bird brain thing. I sat behind a desk and as I remember, I sold candy bags for a dollar and checked people in and out of the residence hall where I lived uh, in exchange for yeah, some random I don't know, 
low paying job. I did that a couple days a week here and there in the afternoons. And then on Thursday nights and Friday nights uh, and Saturday afternoon and, and Saturday night, I would uh, ride a bicycle taxi uh, around the downtown in West Palm Beach here. It's called City Place. And so that I would ride this bicycle taxi around uh, and that would be – that was one of my jobs. And then on Saturdays, I would do construction uh, for a friend of mine who was building an addition on his house. And so Saturdays were tough days. <laughs> I'd go and we'd start work at 7 or 8 in the morning after I'd been up till 2 on Friday morning riding around for the bicycle taxi. And then 7 or 8 a.m., we'd, we'd start and I'd do construction all day and about 4.30 I'd quit, go take a shower and then ride the bicycle taxi from about 5.30 till 2 a.m. So those were long days. But I did pretty well. Uh, I didn't, if I recall correctly, I didn't get straight A's, but I had A's and a couple B's here and there. Uh, and I did well and I, gra- and I got through that first year and I didn't, uh, I didn't have any loans. I, I paid my way through. Well, I worked a lot. And so I decided my second year of school that I needed to I needed to have it a little bit easier. And I realized that I could just easily borrow money on student loans. And after all, I was going to graduate with a big business degree. I was going to make a lot of money. And so when I was making a lot of money, it would be easy for me to pay those loans back. It would be no big deal. So I decided to take fewer hours of classes and I decided to work. Not at all. So my, just to live on student loans. So I dropped my course load, I think, to 15 hours per semester, and I didn't work at all. The problem was that my grades went down. Yeah, I think I hung out a lot. I have no idea where that year went. My grades went down. I dropped, Actually, in my second year of school, I dropped out of the honors program. Uh, and so I was even my classes were even easier. And I took easier classes. And my grades went down. <laughs> And again, I don't know what happened to that year. I don't. I have almost no memories from that year. I think I had a lot of fun, but I don't remember it. <laughs> my junior year, I studied abroad. Uh, my the fall semester in the spring, I came back and got in a fight with the dean of the business school and and uh, dropped out of school. And then my senior year is when I went back to school. And at that time, I wanted to finish and graduate on time in the four years. And so I took summer classes and I took eighteen hours of class, and I was working forty hours a week. And my grades were the best they'd ever been. I got straight A's my senior year. All of my senior capstone business courses, I got straight A's. And I learned more that year than I had learned ever in, in, in the, the two previous years combined where I had been on campus. I learned so much. Now, I was busy, but I was structured. And I learned a lot. And I've never forgotten that lesson. That when I was the busiest... I learned the most and I actually valued it the most. I got the most out of it. I had a similar experience when I was working as a financial advisor. Similar type of thing. I was working a lot, had a very disciplined schedule, things were going good. Then I started to pull back on the time that I was working and all of a sudden it was like everything pulled back. And now again, in the last year for me in my own personal productivity and my own personal work life, same things happened. So I've pulled back on the number of shows. I haven't been able to build up the other output. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been busy with other things that are important. After all, i got you know young kids and involved in a lot of things that aren't related to radical personal finance. But it's been frustrating to me because I don't feel good when I'm not producing something useful. So I'm trying to learn the lesson from that and recognize that 
the old aphorism, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. That's a common aphorism for a reason. It's true. If you want something done, give it to a busy person. <laughs> I've recognized that the times in life that I actually feel the best and I feel the most fulfilled is when I'm working the most. Not in the workaholic sense, but in the sense that I have a clear outline that keeps me focused. And so for my own benefit, I want to go back to the, um, to the consistency uh, that I had in the past. And I'll be doing that here in 2017. Now, I want to do that in a couple of changes. There's, there's been some other things that I've wanted to do on the show that I didn't feel fit into the, 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 the statements that I've made in the past. For example, 2017, I'm going to cover more current events. There have been a lot of interesting events, and I think 2017 is going to be a very interesting year. Very interesting year. I don't know what it will hold, but <laughs> none of us do. But it will be interesting, and I want to cover some of those current events. And I've made the choice not to cover them in the past because I viewed and I've stated that what I was doing was building a body of work that I wanted to stand as a kind of a standalone thing. I've had this dream, 1,000 episodes. Let me just create this thing that can stand there. And I've wanted much of the content to be timeless. Well, I'm changing that. Some of the content that I'm going to be going forward and the topics are not going to be timeless. I'm not anticipating doing a a five-day-a-week talk show that's all about current events, but Probably one out of five or one out of ten shows, I'm going to deal with some current events, uh, and I think that'll be important. I want to do it. I think it'll be helpful to you, the audience. I haven't talked about Dow at twenty thousand. What does it mean? I don't interview people on those subjects, but I think, uh, but I'm going to do that, and I think it'll be helpful. So that means that in, that some of the past archives, some of these these the shows will not be as uh, timeless as, as as I've tried to keep most of the content in the past. It'll also mean that uh, I'm going to be doing some repetition of topics. Uh, it's another thing that I've tried not to do. I've tried – if I've done a show on a certain topic in the past, I've tried not to do that. But the challenge is that I've recognized that's not serving you, my listener, in the best way because first, we need repetition. Repetition is the mother of skill and we need to build that repetition in things that matter. But also because the archives are so large, many of you listeners now come in and, and, and just join, but you don't go back and listen to the archives, which is fine. That's your prerogative. But that means you're missing out on important concepts. And I know that in show, show 136, I covered blah, blah, blah. But you're never going get to get that. So uh, there will be some repetition of topics. Uh, I'm not uh, – that doesn't mean that I'm going through and going to be recycling and saying what was the most popular show from episode 200 to 300 and redoing that. Just simply saying that I'm loosening the guidelines that I've given myself in the past. Uh, I also am going to bring – do more interviews based upon time constraints and whatnot. I pulled back on the number of interviews, but I like doing them. I know you guys like them and, it, and I've got a long list of people I'd like to interview. So I'm going to be doing more of those as well. And here's probably the big, big, uh, probably the biggest thing that you that you need you will see starting on tomorrow's show, is I'm going to be uh, bringing in incorporating many more ads here on Radical Personal Finance and a couple of changes with that. I've had a love hate relationship with ads in the past. Uh, I've done them, um, and sometimes I like them, sometimes I didn't like them. I've been very conflicted over it um, for various reasons. But at this point in time, um, you know, in the last in the last year, because I pretty much did very few ads, uh, you know, I walked past about six figures in revenue, 
uh, for radical personal finance for my business. And I did it because I thought that I could make it up in other areas, but I haven't made it up in other areas. And I've just come to the conviction, especially with a third child on the way, it's not fair to my family. Uh, it's not fair to me and it's not fair to my family for me to walk away from six figures of revenue uh, because of bringing on ads. Now, the deep concern that I had have had in the past was how to do it in an ethical way, especially since I'm doing ads that are reads of my voice. And what I realized is that a lot of it was just simply due to years of being hounded on as a financial advisor. One of the things that's very difficult, those of you who are in the business will recognize, or if you're not, you can recognize, financial advisors are not, um, well, the public perception of people who go by the name of financial advisors is pretty low. That can be difficult. Uh, it can be difficult psychologically when you're constantly um, kind of stomped on a little bit, especially if you came from the type of business that I came from where uh, uh, you know, I started off my career selling life insurance. And uh, it takes a lot. <laughs> Life insurance salespeople probably don't often have the best self-image. Now, today, I see the value of life insurance. And I could very happily say, I'm a li- I sell life insurance. But when I was starting, I couldn't do that. And then there are so many conflicts. And people are so consistent about, well, you make all your money on commission. So therefore, you do the wrong thing. And then when you do f- finance, and well, you make all your money on commissions and fees and financial advisor and broker and it's expensive and blah, blah, blah. And I think that there was a lot of that. Because I started in the business so young, I, I didn't have the, the perspective of maturity where I was really confident in the value that I brought. And when I left in June of 2004, July of 2014 to start Radical Personal Finance, it was kind of like a big relief for me to finally be away from the perceived conflicts of interest. It was psychologically a big deal. And with ads, my fear was, well, I don't want to go back into the thing where people say, well, Josh was on the take for such and such. And Josh was, I don't want to go back to the place where Josh was filtering his opinions because of, you know, advertiser X, Y, Z. So I've dealt with that over the past year and kind of worked through all that and thought it through. And I guess in short, um, I don't believe I can not do ads at this point in time because ads can be very valuable and useful things. Uh, they can present us with information that's helpful and that's that's useful. And uh, the other, th- you know, and I a little bit uh, tongue-tied just simply because uh, a lot of it is just personally kind of it's humbling just to realize well all those things that I said, that it was my pride that was involved. My pride of wanting to say, well, I'm not on the take for anybody. I'm beholden to no man. You know, here I am. And um, it's humbling just to recognize when you have that much pride about something, but also to recognize the source. So bring that all together is that I'm going to be doing uh, ads on Radical Personal Finance. There's going to be a great variety. Some of them will be financial. Some of them won't. Uh, working with um, a, a, a a rep, uh, an ad rep who will help be, be helping me bring advertising in. Uh, I'm going to be going ahead and getting back to some of you who've contacted me about potentially advertising on the show. And I basically kind of said, well, and hemmed and hawed and didn't give you rates and didn't do any of those things. And I'll um, you'll be hearing a lot of ads going forward on radical personal finance uh, because I really think 
you know, and thinking about, I think that'll be the very best way for me to focus on and bring you what I'm really good at bringing you and to really focus on that, doing it better, doing it more professionally, uh, and also building up the revenue that I need to be able to hire to my weaknesses, to be able to extend, expand the team here at Radical Personal Finance, to be able to hire to my weaknesses so I can do a better job uh, serving more people and also to to help my family because it's not, it's not fair to my family. Um, to my children and to my wife for me to maintain my pride in some kind of um, arrogant way of I'm beholden to no one um, just doesn't work. So I'll be bringing more ads on uh, in the future. That's th- Those are the basic things for the show uh, for you to be aware of. Uh, personally, I just shared those of you who are interested, just a few things that I've recognized that have been real problems in my own personal habits over the last year. Um, one of the major focuses for me going forward in 2017 is I'm going to be doing much more reading of books and less time on the internet. Uh, my reading habits have significantly deteriorated this past year. And it's really frustrating to me because what I've realized is when I stop reading, I stop growing. And then I don't feel like I have anything to give. I don't, I don't have fresh information. And that hap- happened a lot uh, with me this past year. Because I stopped reading as much, I stopped being as inspired, and I felt like I was draining my reserves of ideas and of energy and of, con- and of excitement. And just I kind of felt like it was same old, same old. So for me, a big focus for this next year is doing more reading and just spending less time on the internet. The internet is... An incredible blessing, but to me, it's also been an incredible source of stress. And so, walking away from a lot of it, um, just spending, just going to be spending more time me, me and authors reading books, uh, talking with authors through their books, uh, and I'm excited about that. I'm going to be spending a lot more time thinking and creating, and I'm just going to allow less noise in. Uh, the election of this past year, as much as I, you know. Work so hard to stay away from it, but still, it just kind of sucks you in, right? I think we're probably many of us are guilty of that. My wife is so good at staying under. She she says, "I live under a rock. I don't want to know about that stuff." And I'm so jealous of her sometimes because my my character is too weak, and I get sucked in. And I want to read this, and I want to get involved. But man, is all that noise stressful? I want to spend more time thinking and more time creating this year. And then back to the area of focus, uh, recognizing that. Lack of focus has been has really hurt me in this past year. I am forcing simplicity onto myself, and I just give like a very simple example. Uh, I have a love hate relationship with task lists and to do lists and productivity systems, etc. Uh, I I am an idea person. I can come up with ideas so quickly, and I also have a great deal of confidence in my ability to execute on ideas. So. I am so good at giving myself things to do. And when I build out a, you know, if I go through a goal setting exercise or I build out a productivity system or something like that, I can fill that thing up so quickly. And so what happens is I'll sit down and I'll start organizing myself and I'll create projects and goals and sub projects and task lists and things like that. And before you know it, I got 400 things on my to-do list. And then I become so overwhelmed by it that I just delete the whole system, throw the whole thing away and start fresh. <laughs> and it's been, it's a common cycle over about every six months. <laughs> well, 
that's not helpful. That hasn't been helpful to me. So I'm forcing this year a lot of simplicity on myself. I am not permitting myself uh, to use any kind of digital list-making system. Rather, I'm forcing myself to keep it entirely written. And so and I've not been doing this for a few months, but so helpful to me. Uh, but I'm forcing myself, forcing myself to write my to-do list manually on paper with pen and paper and then to rewrite it about every few days. That way, I have to face the things that I have on there and say, do I really want to do this? Or is this just one of your, you know, Joshua, this is just one of your great ideas. If I really want to do it, then I, um, I can rewrite it. But if not, what happens, I get tired of writing it. I can just go ahead and scratch it off. That's been really, really helpful for me. So those are some, some, some simple areas uh, for me uh, that, that are big focus, areas of focus for me. I have some significant significant goals in 2017. Very excited about this year that's coming up, uh, and um, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. I'm so excited. I, and I I could go into so many more things, uh, different type. I'm going to do more book reviews. I'm going to do more author interviews. Uh, I've got a lot of exciting uh, plans for this year. I'm trying to keep them keep some of those ideas out and just let them come. I just wanted to basically share those important announcements with you so that you would be in the loop and not surprised um, with some of the changes over the coming coming days. 2017 is going to be a great year. I look forward to sharing it with you. I hope that uh, many hundreds of you have been joining the Radical Personal Finance Facebook group. Thank you for that. Some awesome discussions going on. I hope you guys are appreciating that air, uh, way of, of connecting with one another and um, I'm going to continue growing here uh, in, a, in a scalable way and Thank you for your patience with me as I'm learning. Uh, it's very humbling to have all your learning be in front of thousands of people. <laughs> it's very humbling. Uh, but uh, the commitment that I made at the beginning is is uh, I'm trying to stick through it, which is why I'm sharing some of these things with you, is to share the good and the bad, share the real. Uh, if we have the ability to communicate with people and they put up walls, then how is that helpful? What happens is you wind up thinking that you're the only person. Uh, you know, entrepreneurial endeavors are tough. Seth Godin wrote a book called The Dip. And in many ways, my hope, <laughs> I think, <laughs> this last year for me has been The Dip. <laughs> I hope it was The Dip. because I hope that means we're on the upside there. But uh, but that's life. That's Life is not all straight. Not It's not all straight compound growth. It's not always fantastic. There's a lot of learning along the way. So some of my lessons. Be back with you tomorrow. Uh, if I if I miss tomorrow's show, it's just simply due to the fact that I was sick today and my apologies. Uh, but I plan to do a show on RVs. Uh, and I'll share with you just some of the things that I've learned, uh, especially last two weeks uh, traveling with my family. I love RVs. I think they're uh, awesome. And I've got some radical uh, ideas around them that I think will be helpful. Uh, I have a couple of interviews that I may be playing uh, the next couple of days. If I can't get to that RV show um, with my travel schedule, then I will do that with um, – couple of uh, I'll share with you a couple of interviews and uh, thank you for being with me I'm excited about the coming year and I thank you for listening and for walking on this journey with me I will keep doing everything I can to improve and to get better to serve you more effectively on your path to financial freedom to walk with you each and every day thank you for your patience 